This life-changing message comes to you from Church of the Harvest. It's our prayer that this message will inspire your life and bring hope to your future. Uh, you heard Pastor Rob talk about um, the fruit of the Spirit, and um, he spoke that we're to walk in the Spirit, and we're not to let the flesh dictate to us. And how many want to that fruit of the Spirit in their life? And that, that's to be a part of our identity. And we're going to talk about and look at how to bring that, that fruit out. He, he mentioned that the law was fulfilled in the law of love. And you want a great definition of love? Go to 1 Corinthians chapter 13. Look in the Amplified Bible and you'll see what love is. And that is the, the law that we live in under the new covenant the law of love. And he mentioned that we surrender and we are obedient to God and we can walk in the spirit, not fulfill the lust of the flesh. So I'm, I'm calling this living a fruitful life. We want you to, to bear fruit, to be fruitful in your Christian life. And we'd rather have you have fruit than nuts. We want fruitful Christians, not nutty Christians, <laughs> even though we're all fruits and nuts at times. Amen. So I want to look at Paul's prayer uh, in Ephesians because I think the Apostle Paul really uncovers something for us that we can grasp hold of and, and maybe look at things in a different way. And he's praying for the church in Ephesus. And this is a prayer, by the way, that you can pray today for yourself and for the church. Because it's a spirit, um, it's a spirit prayer because it's in the word of God. And this is a new covenant prayer. And this is one of the things I prayed for years and years every day because Kenneth Hagin did that. And that uh, that's the one that I grew up on and that's what I did I prayed this prayer and but in this prayer we can learn some things and see how we can walk and, and let our lives bear fruit for his glory and honor Ephesians 1 chapter uh, verse 15 therefore I also after heard of your faith in the Lord Jesus and your love for all the saints do not cease to give thanks for you making mention of you in my prayers that the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of glory, may give to you the spirit of wisdom and revelation and the knowledge of him, the eyes of your understanding standing being enlightened, that you may know as the hope of his calling, what the riches of the glory of his inheritance in the saints, was exceeding greatness of his power towards us who believe according to the working of his mighty power, which he worked in Christ when he raised him from the dead and seated him at his right hand in the heavenly places, far above all principality and power, might, and dominion, and every name that is named, not only in this age, but in also in that which is to come. Three things, the eyes of your understanding being enlightened. That you will see this. Number one is know who you are. Know who you are. The hope of our calling. Know what it is to be a Christian. 
know how you're to walk, what your identity is, that you're a part of the family of God. You're a new creation. You have a new identity when you accept Jesus Christ as the Lord of your life. And we have to program ourselves. We have to learn who we are. How many know who they are? How many don't know? Well, here's, let me help you. This is a lifelong process that you keep going. You keep reminding yourself of who you are. You, st- you keep expanding your heart, believing of who the, God says that you are. But Paul, he's, he's praying that you'll have the revelation of who you are in Christ. Number two, know what is ours. He talks about that we would know the inheritance we have an inheritance. We're partakers of the inheritance that Christ got. Wow. We have quite the inheritance. Just read the scriptures and see what you, what you have. Then number three, he said that you would know what his power is in you that you already have in Christ. So we see that many Christians don't pray this way. They're praying for more power. God, give me more power. And I did some of that. (laughs) I did some fasting and praying. God, I want more power. Not realizing he lived in me and I had his power. And it changed everything once I got the revelation that he put his power in me. So it was... For me to release that power is for me to understand and have a revelation of the power of God that's on the inside of me. So songs like, you know, Lord, more of your spirit, more of your power, more of your love. But it does say in my life that that means for me to release it. I'm not asking God for more power. And a lot of people are praying, God, if you'll just do this, if you'll just take my boss and shake him a little bit if you'll do something or if you'll take my marriage and if you'll bless my marriage well see when you pray like that you're actually blaming God that your marriage isn't blessed because it says that he's blessed you for every spiritual blessing in Christ you're blessed we just don't know it we've got to have an understanding of how blessed that we are and when you see the identity that my identity is I walk in love I forgive I'm a forgiver there's been many things that I've done when the flesh caused me to sin and I've asked forgiveness and then I'll say to myself that wasn't me the real me has an identity with Christ amen And that's the way we're to walk and the way we're to grow. So we we got to get our prayers in line with what he prayed. God, if you'll do something about my finances, we'll look at his instructions. Our identity is we're givers. Our identity is we're blessed when we give. And you can think about all kinds of different things. One of the classics, it used to be we would have begging God for revival. And I would pray and and beg God, please send revival, send revival, send revival. 
as if I'm blaming God for not doing it. <laughs> I'm, I'm holding him. He's the one holding back revival. God, if you'll just move. But then it dawned on me one day, God's not stuck. I'm stuck. It was up to me. And that's when the Lord told me, he said, stop praying and begging me for a revival and stop, start being revived. He said, I live inside of you. The revivaler lives on the inside of you. If you'll do what I say and follow me, you'll be having revival. Do I want revival? Yes. I just believe it comes different than us begging and pleading God for it. Amen? God is not the problem. He's the answer. He's never the problem. He's the answer. My identity is, is so important to know who I am well, let me move on. In 2 Corinthians 5, 16. Therefore, from now on, we regard no one according to the flesh. Even though we have, we have known Christ according to the flesh, yet now we know him thus no longer. Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, say in Christ. He's a new creation. All things have passed away. Behold, all things have become new. Now all things are of God who has reconciled us to himself through Jesus Christ and given us the spirit of reconciliation. That is that God was in Christ reconciling the world to himself, not imputing their trespasses to them as committed to us the word of reconciliation. So we're a new creation. We have a new identity. And we have to look in the Word of God and see who we are. We have to get a revelation and know and be so founded in our security that my identity, that it doesn't matter who I'm around, I know who I am. And everybody else might be acting different from my identity, but I know who I am and they're not going to influence or change my identity. In him, in Christ. You know, I, I had a person call me the other day. And he said, I need to ask you something. He said, before I, I tell you about it, I know this is the devil and I know it's wrong. I said, don't do it. <laughs> you don't have to tell me what it is. Don't do it. You've already said enough. If you know it's the devil and you know it's wrong, don't do it. Oh, can I please just tell you? And he said, this would teach a lesson. And no, no you're going to have to lie to, to, to teach this lesson. That's not God. So he, he told me what was. And I said, yep, that's the devil and it's unrighteous. He said, but I can get forgiveness later. I know this will work. I said, yeah, you can get forgiveness later. But what you do, you're acting in pride and God resists the prideful. If you want God to resist you, go ahead. 
He's a, never mind. But see, here's, here's, this was a change in this person because before, before he had just gone fleshly all the way. But he's walking with the Lord and there was a struggle and he said, thank you for not agreeing with me. He said, I couldn't think of anyone to call who wouldn't agree with me. <laughs> it, what am I saying? We've got to be so secure, have our kids know their identity. Before they leave home and go out in that world, they need to know who they are in Christ Jesus. We have a new identity. Thank him, somebody in this forced on identity called peer pressure. Peer pressure, it's forced on you. I remember growing up, everyone was, my day and time, the thing was, I'm looking for myself. I'm trying to find me. That's, that's serious. That's what it was in the early 60s. Everybody's going, what? Yeah, everybody's going, I'm looking for me. I'm searching for me. <laughs> and it was about being your individual self. You know, it was hippies and all this stuff going on. And it's funny, it's individual self, but everyone looked the same. <laughs> we all had bell bottoms and we're all growing our hair out. <laughs> Identity. Identity. How about those wishing they were somebody else? Stolen identity. I wish I was that person. God's given you identity. And one of the things that I'm just going to touch on just for a moment. Spirit, soul, and body. Because it, it really, it's a great teaching. I'm not going to teach it now. But we need an understanding of that to really see what we need to do. In 1 Thessalonians chapter 5, verse 23, may the God of peace himself sanctify you completely. May your whole spirit, soul, and body be preserved blameless at the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ. Ephesians 1.13, in him you, you also trusted after you heard the word of truth, the gospel of your salvation, whom also having believed, you were sealed with the Holy Spirit of promise. So you are spirit, soul, and body. And it said after you believed, you were sealed with the Holy Spirit of promise. What part of you was sealed? Your spirit. Your spirit was sealed. In fact, in, you look in First uh, Corinthians. Let's see if I put, I did. First Corinthians 6. It says that he that is joined to the Lord is one spirit. There's not two spirits in you. It, it actually says that your spirit was infused with the spirit of God. And there's one spirit in you. Wow. And then the Holy Spirit sealed your spirit, which is infused your, with his spirit. The Holy Spirit sealed your spirit to protect you. And nothing bad can come in but good. 
Hallelujah. Now that's shouting ground for a lot of people. But I'm telling you, when you surrender your heart and life to him as Lord, God's Holy Spirit comes into your spirit and you become a new creation. The old you is gone. There is no old self. They're gone. You're brand new. A new species of being. Never existed before. Think how special you are when you consider the snow that we had last week we were dealing with. And no snowflake is the same. No fingerprint is the same. Seven billion people on this planet, but no fingerprint is the same. And now they say no face is the same. There's a lot of faces, you know, and they all, you know, pretty much have two eyes, a mouth, and a, a nose. But none of them are the same. That's the reason that your iPhone, if you're smart and have an iPhone, whatever you got, you know, your face can open that thing up. And somebody else's face can come by, won't work. You're special to God. You're valuable to God. And he, he told us not to regard anyone after the flesh, and that includes you, yourself. Now, God's ultimate desire is for us to work out that salvation from our spirit into our soul and dominate our body. That's his desire for us. And that is a process. Your spirit is saved immediately. Your mind, your will, your emotions, your imagination, that place of decision is progressive salvation. And then your body has a future salvation. The body that you have in, the, in eternity is the body that you can't even imagine dream of right now. I mean, that thing's out of sight. Awesome. Hallelujah. When I received Jesus, I didn't wake up the next morning in perfect shape. Nothing happened to my body. You know, if you were overweight when you got saved, next day you woke up, you were still overweight. If you were skinny before, you were skinny again. Because it, it didn't affect your body. And how many can attest you still had some of the same squirrely thoughts? Uh, I mean, I, I recognize now I was under attack. I had worse thoughts than I'd had before. You know, what in the world is going on? It was, it was, it was awful. I mean, it was so bad, I, I just... I think I need to get saved again or something. It was awful. And I know that that was, that was the enemy. But the mind still uh, was not changed. Here's the problem. You get this brand new identity on the inside, this brand new spirit, but your soul still has the memories of the old you. And you can live off the memories 
of that old Jew and never receive the promises of God. Stay in the same thing that you always were in. You can live from your past, from a, a person who's dead, you. You can live off the memory of that and stay without the blessing of God. But when you grab hold, you look at the word of God and you see who you really are and say, wow, that's pretty awesome. And you start walking that out, not in your own strength, but in his strength, in his power. How you see yourself is the most important and powerful influence in your life. Even secular uh, people know this. Doctors and scientists know that the most influential thing is your personal identity. It governs your whole life. So we need to get the identity that we really have, the reality, the actual identity that we have that's in our spirit. And the only way to see it is in the word of God. And there are things that you'll start passing up. It goes, that's not for me because that's not my identity. It'll just naturally come out of you. I don't do that anymore. I can remember being at work and, and things that I, I thought were not wrong became wrong. Things just changed. Because my identity, my mind was, was changing. My soul was changing. It's like Pastor Rob was saying, we should look different. The world should know that we are alive in Christ. Our boast is in him. So how do you see yourself? Don't look at yourself according to the flesh anymore. Don't allow your race, your gender, things of the flesh, your educational level, this natural realm, identify you. Don't allow what someone else said about you or hurt you, identify you. Don't allow anything that doesn't line up with this word, identify you. It takes some work. I mean, I, I've heard some things on the radio and I have to rebuke it. No, not me. That, I don't identify with that. Well, that sounds a little extreme. Well, I'd rather be extreme. <laughs> because there's an enemy out there and he's out to steal your identity. What do you think he did to Adam and Eve? He was after their identity. Going to be like God if you eat this. No, you don't disobey God to be more like him. You don't cut corners and not have integrity and become more like him. It doesn't work. I mean, we went through a thing. I might need to figure out how many. Nobody works for IRS here. <laughs> Maybe I need to check the years for us. I'll just tell you a, a brief thing. We had an audit a few years ago. And, and they said, you're giving too much. 
and say, okay, I didn't like it, but so I'm going through the things and, you know, putting it all together for them and, and all this. And in the midst of this, I realized that I had made a mistake. Now, here's the thing. I could have covered this mistake. And I'm going, Lord, can this cup pass? It's going to cost me money. I mean, this is... I knew it was right, but I'm trying to reason this. And I didn't do it on purpose, but I did it. It was a, a, a big deduction that I didn't have. So I'm, I'm praying about this. So I know what I have to do. How do I do this? Because I'm thinking, have I done this before? <laughs> and then in the mail comes another letter from IRS and they're going to do another year audit. Now I'm just sweating. All I could do is brain spirit. I mean, I'm just. And I got with the Lord. I said, what do I do? And he said, do not even fill in that part about that deduction. And leave it blank on both years. And he said this. He told me to amount it was going to cost and it was to the penny that amount and I, I, I turned it in it all went through uh, I paid and why because my identity would not let me do what was unrighteous couldn't do it couldn't do it That's the way we're, we're, we're to be. I'm not saying this like I, I've arrived. I'm still in process like all of us. Amen? Amen? Remember, the preacher's in just as much process as anybody. Always. Hallelujah. Don't allow your past to identify you. Don't allow some young lady of God, don't allow some young man to identify you who has hurt you or maybe broke up with you. Don't let that be your identity. You just know your identity in Christ and say, you're lost, buster. <laughs> Hallelujah, God's got something better for me. And the same for a young man of God. Don't let that identify you. Don't let that drag you down because God's got something better for you. Hallelujah. See, our identity makes a big difference in the way we live. We're called as ambassadors for the kingdom of God. You represent the Lord on this earth. Everything that you do for him, you get rewarded on. But he loves you unconditionally for everlasting love. Hallelujah.
Identify yourself based on your relationship with Christ. So you're totally brand new in our, our spirit inside of us. We've got this new identity, Ephesians 2, verse 10. For we are his workmanship created in Christ Jesus for good works, which before God prepared, uh, God prepared beforehand that we should walk in them. New Living Translation says we are God's masterpiece. He has created us anew in Christ Jesus so we can do the good things he's planned for us long ago. God doesn't make junk. It's an old saying, but it's so true. He doesn't make junk. Stop speaking negative about yourself because you're God's workmanship. You're his masterpiece. You're fearfully and wonderfully made. Hallelujah. Don't regard yourself after the flesh. Do you see yourself as God's masterpiece? Wow. Don't say I'm stupid, lazy, poor. Start speaking your identity of who you are in him. Become saturated with your new identity. I've got down here, even in your body. You know, there's so much about, you know, I want my body different. I remember wanting five or six more inches of height where I could play basketball and be in the NBA. <laughs> or Lord, make it where I can jump out of the gym. But that's not the words. The word says that he, he framed us, that you can't add one cubit to your height. You're just the right way that you are. You don't understand. I'm just big boned. God made you with those big bones. Like them. Like them. Uh, yeah, I see these big hips. I like those hips. Stop. Don't regard yourself after the flesh. You are special just the way you are. <laughs> In this uh, Psalms 139, you, uh, verse 13, you, you form my inward parts. You covered me in my mother's womb. I will praise you for I'm fearfully and wonderfully made. Marvelous are your works. Marvelous are his works. You're marvelous. Fearfully means amazingly. Wonderful. Now I don't Say, go around and say, I'm Mr. Wonderful. <laughs> I'm marvelous. I'm awesome. No. This is inside of you, your identity. He gets all the glory. Every good thing in us is him. Amen? It's about him. What he's done in us. When a behavior or a negative circumstance becomes a part of who you are, Part of how you see yourself, it will stay with you. I thought about this uh, thing that happened uh, with Lauren, granddaughter Lauren, and um, I actually spoke to her dad the other day about it because I remember this, that several years ago when we were uh, getting the building ready, uh, you know, for services and stuff, um, Rob, Pastor Rob, 
went to Lauren and said, I want to apologize to you because they've been up here 13 hours. And her response to a grandpa and to a dad, priceless. She goes, it's okay. That's what we do. What's that? Identity. That's what we do for God. I liked it a whole lot better than y'all. But you get the point. Identity. Our personal beliefs govern our life. You subconsciously attract or move towards what you believe about yourself. There was a man who was driving along in, in the city. He looked up. He saw this beautiful home up on the mountain. It was like this, this mansion. is beautiful. And he said, I wonder, Lord, who lives there? I could never live in a place like that. And the Lord said, you don't have to worry about it. You never will. What? And then the, the guy was, wow, Lord, why? He said, because you can't see yourself there. Your identity is where you're at. Take the limits off in God. Actually, what he said, I can't imagine living in a place like that. And the Lord says, don't worry about it, you never will. Because you can't see it. You've got to see it. If you don't see yourself as a new person in him, you will live like the old person and not live differently. And experience promises of God. Okay, so how we do this? Romans 12, verse 2. Do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind that you may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. And then uh, from the New Living Translation, don't copy the behavior and customs of this world, but let God transform you. Say, let God transform me. How do you let him? And he tells you, let God transform you into a new person by changing the way you think. And that's not just on the surface level. It's not just like studying for a test the next day and you just get this information in you where you can pass the test, but you couldn't pass it three days later. That's the way I took test. <laughs> Didn't work. And then when I decided to go beyond high school, I tested out. I couldn't even start in the catalog. I'm going to take engineering classes and my math was so bad I couldn't even start in the catalog. Because I'd passed the courses, but in it. But I'm talking about when it becomes a part of your belief system, when it becomes a part of you. And I like the example when you you work at a place and you drive home after a while, you're not thinking about how to get. Get home. I remember Ellen asking me before, which way did you come? I heard there was an accident or something. I thought, I don't know. I just got here. 
It was automatic palate. Automatically, you respond this way because it's my identity. It's who I am. That's what we want. That's when you get the promises of God. Renewing your mind, thoughts, will, emotions, imagination to your new identity will change your behavior. It'll change your witness. He said he would make us fishers of men. It will come out of you automatically. When you renew your mind to the truth. My identity is I'm ambassador for Christ and I represent him. And I'm speaking in his behalf. Everywhere I go in life, I'm representing him. Well, isn't there off time? No, I'm an ambassador 24-7. Smile at your neighbor. Okay. And it's, it's like that being engrafted into the vine, the branches. You'll bear fruit when you're getting a steady stream of those nutrients, uh, things from the vine, the life, the life of God in you, working out that salvation. I wanted to change, but I could not force myself to change because my willpower would only take me so far. As far as you could go. I could will it for a while, but it wouldn't work. But I discovered if I look and see who God, what he says about me, that the word of God is sharp and powerful than any two-edged sword. That it has the power to transform my soul and renew it to understand what was accomplished at the cross through Christ in my spirit. Because now I'm a new creation. The old me does not exist. I refuse to drag around an old dead carcass. I refuse to drag around the old dead man. I refuse to have memories and let them limit me. I refuse what went Bad, we've all had bad things happen. Maybe you were uh, abused, whatever. That's not your identity. Whatever it is, your identity's in Christ. Your royalty, your masterpiece, you're valuable and precious to Him. He loved you so much that He paid an awesome price. So the rest of our Christian walk in this earth is learning what has already taken place in our spirit. Your spirit already has the love, joy, and peace, the fruits of the spirit and the presence of God. The more you see yourself in Christ, you'll recognize your new identity. And then the love, joy, peace, power of God deposited on the inside of you will come out. It's not so much about change or seeking change, but it's seeking to learn of him. It's seeking to surrender to him and obey him. And change happens because he brings transformation. Change says, I'm, I am not and I must change. But transformation, which is faith, says, I am and I am yielding to the process. I am. I am the blessed of the Lord. I am the healed of God. I am the redeemed of the Lord. The blood of Jesus has washed me clean, whiter than snow. 
I'm blessed in the city. I'm blessed in the field. I'm blessed coming in. I'm blessed going out. My storehouses are blessed and running over. I have more than enough for me and more to give increasingly, daily. Blessing upon blessing. Words of wisdom proceed out of my mouth because he's been made into me the wisdom of God. I have the mind of Christ when I look in the word and I get his thoughts and his words in my mind. I have the mind of Christ. It's available. And then peace that surpasses all understanding. When someone says you need surgery right now because you have cancer and I was so identified with my healing, I didn't care what the doctor said. Didn't care. I'm not against doctors. I thank God for doctors. And doctors are do great things. They're ministering under the great physician. Okay. But this was my, my personal life as the Lord said, don't have this surgery. So I can't have this surgery. And the people that I'm around identified with, you need to have surgery. <laughs> people that I love, my mom, family, you need to have this surgery. But God told me not to. I'm not going to. And then the Lord sent me to one Christian doctor. And he did the test and he said, there's not any cancer in your body. Because I identified with that. But we're all in process. Amen. Let's bow our heads. Father, we just thank you so much for your word. We thank you, Lord, for our identity being in Christ. That you've done so much for us. Help us to always look to your word. To always consider what you say. To focus on you, Lord. Even in the midst of maybe bad days and tough times, whatever we're going through, we keep our eyes upon you. And Lord, I thank you that even today, today is the day of salvation. And maybe you don't know Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, but he died for you. That you could be brand new on the inside. That you could have a new life. That you could have a life that will get you to eternity with him it's your choice you choose but today's your day if every head bowed no one looking around if today you say I need Jesus or maybe I need to get right with God just lift your hand we're just going to pray simple prayer if you mean it from your heart God hears and he answers or maybe you're watching online Right there in your home, you can receive Jesus Christ as the Lord of your life. He loves you so much. He died for you. He took your sin. He took your guilt and shame that you could have new life. That's you today. I want you to pray this with me. Say, dear God, I thank you for Jesus who died for me went to the cross and took my sins. I understand, Lord, that you're a righteous God, but you made me righteous on the inside. 
that I could be acceptable unto you. So I accept Jesus Christ as my Lord and my Savior. And I live for the Lord all the days of my life. And Father, I pray for these that made that decision. I pray, Lord, that they'll be filled with your Holy Spirit, that they will abide in you, and they'll get involved and planted in a church family, that they can grow, that they can be taught, that they can process what has happened in their spirit. And God, we give you the glory and honor in Jesus' mighty name. And everyone said, amen. Amen. If you'd like to get more information about resources from Church of the Harvest, please check out our website at midsouthharvest.org. You may also contact us by phone at 662-890-1573 or toll-free at 866-383-8277. You are Lord, I'm a sinner.